everybody and welcome to Bang Bang Podcast. This is episode 130. Uh, my name is Andy and each week I'm joined by a special guest to uh, discuss an exciting event from wrestling history that occurred this week. Some are more exciting than others, if I'm brutally honest. <laughs> but hey, yes. uh, <laughs> a big thank you to Dream Kid for uh, for letting uh, letting us use some of his music to start the show, and uh, to the Wizard of Photoshop, uh, Sean at Pig's Bladders, for doing the artwork for the show each week. Um, and uh, yeah, if you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can uh, email me. I've got an email. I said this last week. If anyone wants to email me, I'm not sure what they want. I don't want to give it out for, for ju- uh, junk mail or spam or anything like that. But uh, we've got an email address for bamboundpodcast6 at gmail.com or the Twitter's there. So the DMs are open. So if you ever want to get in touch, fashion tips, uh, advice on your love life, DIY inquiries or um, support with hair loss, uh, I'm, I'm always there to uh to have a chat so uh so get in touch um check out bang bang and the music the uh the podcast the uh, spotify playlist which is music spoken about and featured on the show at times uh and any for me that takes my fancy there's some good stuff on there there's some ropey stuff on there as well uh but yeah go and check it out it's, it's great it's good for uh you know the background the parties and that yeah, but you might get some funny looks when the like the ascensions music comes on or something like that but yeah Oh, I quite like it. And last week's show was uh, me and Chris Bellis talking about ECW Hardcore Heaven 2000. Um, I hadn't seen that show before, so that was that was good. And actually, I went and watched it on Daily Motion, which was like the unedited version with the original music, which makes it a million times better. I've always been a bit... I think when I've watched ECW shows, they've always been on the network. And with the, uh, obviously with the copyright issues, ECW have the music. The, you've got those dubbed music and the audio's dubbed. And the, the crowd reactions are completely different with the, with the music. So listening to that in its original form, um, things like the Sandman's entrance, that's fucking mess was great. And it, it makes you appreciate how like electric those crowds were. So that was good. And I put a little link somewhere. I can't remember where, but to the to it on Daily Motion. So if you want to go and check that out, go and do that. Um, I'll go and check out One Man's Meet, the channel. Chris and Danny put out loads of great stuff on there. And they appear on the UTT podcast channel as well with um, some of their other stuff. So, yeah. Right. Today, we're heading back to the not-too-distant past, uh, to 2015, to look at NXT TakeOver Unstoppable. And I've got an extremely special guest. Um, it's an honour to welcome back the barroom brawling, disco dancing, dynamite stretching, intercontinental playboy, He's more over than Mrs. Mangle in the Bang Bang Podcast household. It's the legendary <laughs> Mr. Glenn Abbott. Good evening, Glenn. Good evening. Thank you for that intro. I've never been associated with Mrs. Mangle before. That's a good one. Mate, mate. <laughs> She's very much over in this house. All um, right. <laughs> oh, you're a busy man, Glenn, aren't you? I am very busy. I will uh, fill you in on it all at the end when you ask me what I've been up yeah. to. <laughs> yes, I'm watching a lot of wrestling and a lot of Doctor Who. There's a hint for you. Oh, a hint. Spoilers for a future appearance somewhere else. Mm. Um, but yeah, so we'll, we'll talk about yeah, the stuff what you do, and we'll do that at the end with the with the, with the little plugs and stuff. Yes. Um, but as is tradition on this show, we normally look at the top ten from the week uh, of the show we're covering. But I didn't even look at the top ten from 2015 because oh, I'd imagine it was probably great. <laughs> Neither of us would know half of what was on. No, I know, yeah. Yeah, it may have been amazing, but uh, I didn't even look. So um, I went back to uh, a different time, which is oh, really? more... <laughs> yeah, this is definitely this is, more in... Um, this is my chart. 
It makes Glenshaw, yeah. It's Lots of I'm into as well, though. So, but we're going back to March 1779, which is the birthday of uh, of Samoa Joe, who turns up a bit later on, which I forgot about actually when I watched his show back. Um, <laughs> that was yeah. the highlight. Oh, it was great, wasn't it? I can remember it now because I can remember messaging um messaging Steve about this. Mm. I think I worked the next morning, so when I was on my way into work on the bus, I was watching this takeover on the network, and then. Yeah. I kind of got to the end bit and I texted him at like five to seven in the morning saying, you never guess who turned up at the end of NXT uh, takeover. Um, <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so this is this maybe Glenn's. Glenn's um, there's a bit Definitely. of disco in this, isn't there? There's a lot of disco in there's this. There's a lot of disco in this. A lot yeah. of disco in this. <laughs> so number 10 is uh, Contact by Edwin Starr. Banger. Yeah. Absolute banger of a tune. <laughs> it is goodness. It is. So Edwin Starr was what is famous for like war was his big song, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um on the Motown label. Did a lot of other stuff as well. Yeah. But yeah, war was the big one until this came along. Yeah. And they gave him a disco beat and the guy knocked it out of the park. Yeah, yeah. So I was looking at Edwin Starr. I didn't realise he um he moved over here like in the eighties because he was hmm. big on the Northern Soul scene as well. Yeah. And he died in Nottingham um, yeah. in 2003. Yeah, I was I was quite taken aback when it, when I was when he had when he died. I was like, oh, he died in Nottingham. Well, that's unusual. Not very pictured Edwin Starr uh, coming from. But um, but no, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I do like a bit. I went for a period of being like really heavily into into disco, sort of in the in the 2000s when I was I was drinking quite a lot at the same time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah. um, they go together, they go hand in hand with one another, really. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, number nine, uh, Keep On Dancing by Gary's Gang. I wasn't aware of this. I w- was worried this was going to be related to Gary Glitter when I saw it, but <laughs> yeah. luckily it's not. No, no, no. This is an Ameri- this is American soul band. Again, yep. jumping on the disco bandwagon. Because you've got to remember, it's only like two years before that Saturday Night Fever first came over. And um, all the disco scars, all the disco and soul singers we're all jumping on the, the very lucrative bandwagon that was the UK set disco scene at that time, including me. I read, I I made a full tune out. Spent it all, threw it all away, course, as you yeah. would do in your, in your 20s, but yeah. it, was, it was fun. Uh, number eight, Heart of Glass by Blondie. Yep. Well, I mean, that's Another great tune. It's good, isn't it? It's good. That album, Parallel Lines, I, I've got yeah. that. I got that kind of when I was getting into the mid nineties, going back and finding stuff. So I remember the first time I sort of heard Blondie was I heard this song because this song was on the radio for the for the entire eighties and for it was always on when it on like the. But I remember hearing um, Atomic on the Train Spotting soundtrack. Yeah, and that kind of got me into like exploring other Blondie stuff. Um, yeah, I think I've seen them it. Glastonbury, or yeah, like they, yeah, yeah, in the in the sort of nineties, early two thousands. Um, yeah, I think it was two thousand and three or something. They were yeah. at Glastonbury. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I, I was never a big Debbie Harry. She wasn't my type at all. But uh, my my mate would have walked over hot coals and yeah. uh, 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 and then shattered glass for her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number seven. Uh, I want your love by Chic again. Generic disco. Disco, but good. Oh, no. If you look if you look at basically um half of these on here are produced by Niall Rogers, yeah. who is the man behind Chic and that very disco y beat 
he basically invented for the baseline for most of the discos. Yeah. yeah. I was looking into this and apparently they swapped this. So they'd written, you might be hearing my dog in the background. <laughs> She's a big disco fan as well, what's, Tilly. What's, so. what podcast, what's a podcast without a dog in the background? I know. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, so they, they, I think they, I was looking at this and they'd written um, around about the same time they were producing Sister Sledge as well. Yeah. And I think uh, he's the greatest dancer in uh, I Want Your Love. I think they were, so he's the greatest dancer was written for Chic and I Want Your Love was written by for Sister Sledge, but they kind of swapped, so they swapped them around over, because yeah. they were, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um, and then slightly different, number six is... Uh... Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I didn't even realise that this was a double A side until yeah. I saw this chart again. Because we only ever, when we when we ever played anything in the pub at that time, um, obviously uh, my father <laughs> banned us from playing any Sex Pistols at lunch, in the, on the lunchtime disco scene. Yeah. But uh, at night, as it got later into the evening, we'd slip a few in there. And frigging yeah. in the rigging was definitely <laughs> one of those that got people up and singing and jo- jumping about. Because <laughs> it's like a, it's like a, it's a version of an old sort of sea shanty, isn't it? The, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Frigging in the rigging, frigging in the rigging, frigging in the rigging. What else to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't realise that. And then something else, the cover of um, Gene... Oh, who's it? Or oh, no, Eddie Cochran, Eddie Cochran, yeah. Eddie Cochran, yeah. Yeah, Gene Eddie Cochran, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can remember seeing the, the great rock and roll swindle somewhere, like on a VHS when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Sex Pistols film. Wasn't it? Um, yeah. Number five, Can You Feel the Force? Again, yeah. How do the sex? This is this sums up the 90, late nineteen seventies. They get the Sex Pistols sandwiched between the real thing and chic. <laughs> so I didn't realize they were from Liverpool. The real thing. Yes. Yeah. They're yeah. British band. Because what was that bit? They're uh, um, can't get by without you. And that was their one. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that one. Yeah. Yeah. They had a few in the early eighties. More than this was their first one. Yeah. Can you feel the force? Again, uh, 12-inch single went on for about 15 minutes and was oh, great if you're a DJ. <laughs> you slip out yeah. and go to the loo or whatever you <laughs> yeah. needed to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, number four, Lucky Number by uh, Lena Lovage. Lena Lovage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I knew this song, but I didn't realise this was what it was. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, an odd one mixed in with the rest of the disco songs. Uh, this is a bit yeah, sort of... But, but, uh, I can say, this is how eclectic the yeah. chart was at that time, because you've got that, and then the next one we discuss, and then you've got somebody else in there that yeah. you wouldn't have thought would be there at number two. No, no. And number three, now we're getting the getting the big guns now. Yeah. The, uh, the original bloodline, the, uh, <laughs> the Bee Gees. The Bee Gees, the tragedy, which the it tragedy. was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So in my head, this was with because this is a couple of years after Saturday Night Fever, in it. But yes, I kind of yeah. got this in my head. It was in the same. So I mean, it is almost in the same time period, but not from the same album. No, no, no. Um, I think uh, I think it was a self-titled album. I think they called the album Tragedy. Okay, yeah. Um, and I can't think of anything else that came off of it. No, 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 no. I mean, I like the Bee Gees, but this is uh, uh, yeah, my they, they they definitely clang on very hard to yeah. <laughs> to uh, Saturday Night Fever and what went before. So I was looking, this is their 
So at this time period, they had six consecutive number ones in the USA. BG, mm. it's the fifth yeah. of the six. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, nuts absolutely. How big they were. Um, and number two, Oliver's Army. Yes. Yeah. I love this. Um, yeah. I actually worked a gig okay. um, with Elvis Costello's dad. Yeah. Um, he did uh, Another Day for the Roses. And he announced it and he said, I'm going to do a song now. It's the only one of my son's songs that doesn't sound like a bucket full of bricks falling down a lift shaft. Because <laughs> <laughs> his dad was in the. What, he was in a, what was his dad? His he dad was, was a. As well, was he? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He was, he was big in the 60s and. Yeah. Um, like a lot of them. Yeah. yeah. Still do it like the, the club scene by the, the late 70s, early 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then number one, if we're going to be talking disco, I suppose, you know, this is... Well, yeah, you can, yeah, this is it. This is the anthem. You must have played this a few times. <laughs> Just a few. I wish yeah. I had a power every time I played this. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's I uh, Will Survive by Gloria, uh, Gloria Gaynor. Yeah, it's the dance around your handbag classic that gets all the girls up. And... What did she have? I'm just trying to think of what other hits she had, Gloria. Uh, she had a few, didn't she? Yeah. There was one which, when I was looking it up, and I was, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's a good song. As we know, as I know, <laughs> hastily Googling Gloria Gaynor. Yeah, it must have been great. Gloria, I know, I just got Gloria Huntingford up. Well, show us where you're searching, Jingo. Yeah. <laughs> Gloria Huntingford, Judas Thomas, that's what I'm into. Um, <laughs> Never can say goodbye. That's it, yeah, that's a good song, isn't it? I am, I am. Never yeah. can say goodbye. Somebody did a cover version, didn't they? Brian the, um... Young Cannibals. Yeah, was it? Yeah. Never yeah. can say goodbye, boy. Yeah, yeah, well, uh, yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, but um, yeah. I mean, I love fun. Yeah, Funny and Cannibals are amazing. <laughs> I don't like, really. We should just end the podcast now and talk about the top ten. And, uh, yeah, yeah, but, that's it. <laughs> but that's a good. I think that was better than the top ten two thousand and fifteen. I'd wager. I would think so. I would think I would so. Wager. Definitely. Certainly um, more to talk about. Certainly more to talk about it. Because uh, basically, I was still I was still DJing in night 2015, but I was mm. playing a lot of that stuff still. So. Yeah, yeah, of course, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, last week on the show, I introduced a new feature, getting rid of the YouTube comments, which I got fed up of doing. And yeah. that was uh, a special game last week, which was uh, wrestler real name or prisoner sublock H uh, actor. Now, the music you hear in the background now will give an indication of the game we're playing tonight, which I haven't told Glenn about yet. Uh, but this week we're going to play um, actors who appeared in Minder or uh, real names of a wrestler. So I'm going right. to give okay. you one, two, three, four, five names. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to ask you if they are the um, name of an actor that appeared in Minder or the real name of a wrestler. Okay. Yeah. So... We'll start off with James Warrior. That's got to be a minder actor. It is a minder actor. Because <laughs> I was yeah. never, ever going to be a wrestler. <laughs> James Warrior. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think who it is. I'm trying to visualise him, but I can't. Well, he played, I mean, they're all pretty minor characters. He played a character called D.S. Rogers. Oh, yes. So, mm-hmm. Unusual name for, unusual name, isn't it, James Warrior? Yeah. Um, uh, next one is Douglas Durdle. Douglas Durdle. I would recognise him if he was an actor. I mm. think that's a wrestler. It is a wrestler name. That is uh, Doug Williams' real name. Is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no wonder he changed it to Williams. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, Dirtle does not. I, I've met the guy, and Dirtle does not see him at all. No. no, no, no. <laughs> no. Uh, next one is uh, Paul Centopani. As I've not ever heard of him as an actor, I would go wrestler. Okay, that's Paul Roma's real name. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's, a, he's a wrestler technically, I suppose. So yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, William Moody. That's an actor. It's a trick question because. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking of Ron Moody. <laughs> yeah. So he was an actor in Minder, William Moody. Yeah. yeah. That was also Paul Bearers. Yes. So that was a trick question. No. So. And uh, we'll finish off with. Uh, no, I knew he was an actor because he's he's brother to. Ron Moody. Ron Moody. He was um, in Fagan, wasn't he? Was that yes. Yeah, he was Fagan. Yeah. 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 And if you see, and if you, see, he, he played. Um, he's a pawnbroker or something in one of the episodes of Minder, and he's okay. like a, a gaunt. You, you, you. They look. He looks very similar. Okay. To his brother. So. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll finish off with uh, Juanita Wright. That's a wrestler. Yeah. That's that Sapphire. Name? Sapphire's real name. Is it? Oh. <laughs> Yeah. It's amazing. I actually knew the minor actors better than I did the rest <laughs> yeah, of the I got I got them all by elimination more yeah. than knowing the rest of us. Yeah. So uh, yes, we be back with another game uh, of a similar ilk next week. I do like I like these I like these little games. Yeah, simple that things. Is good. That is good. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, let's talk about wrestling. I suppose we're twenty minutes in. So um. So yeah. Mm -hmm. So all those now that leave the show at this point are <laughs> not interested in wrestling. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. Right, those of you that are still with us. <laughs> <laughs> so NXT 2015, then. Um, so this is, I suppose, the if not the golden period of NXT, maybe the beginning of the golden period of NXT, mm. you think? Well, if you looked it up, this whole roster, um, yeah, this whole show, there's so many... Leads into even just last week's backlash. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the previous takeover before this was in January, which was where um, Kevin Owens beat Sami Zayn for the for the NXT title. Mm. Now, on the show last year, we covered I covered with somebody the NXT where Sami won the title. I've covered a few, quite a few shows, which makes me think that actually this period stuck in my head is a period I do enjoy because I covered that NXT um where Sammy beat Neville and then Owens beat him up at the end after Sammy with the, the buckle title. bomb yeah with yeah. the buckle bomb onto onto the apron everybody then, thought uh, that yeah. that uh, KO had actually legitimately killed him. <laughs> yeah yeah and um last year around about this time last year me and uh Simi Thomas Simpson, we covered the Elimination Chamber, which is coming up like the week after this with mm -hmm. um, Owens and Cena in that match. Yes. Um, so, uh, so yeah, we covered a few bit, uh, quite a bit from this period. But yeah, this is the fifth, um, the fifth takeover, and in the beginning, it's weird. We see the video with like Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair saying, <laughs> "Oh, great NXT." Yeah, <laughs> but they were pushing it big time right at this point. It's they were, like, they were at this side. Yeah, they yeah, were and it gained quite a lot of traction. <laughs> And you think of the money that they must, the, the the stars that they were getting in, the amount of money that they must have ploughed into it at that point, just yeah. to get the names that they were getting from New Japan and ROH and all over the shop. But we start off with, with Tyler Breeze doing his Yeah, entrance. Tyler Breeze, entrance, I, I, I think, because I'd forgotten that Tyler yeah. Breeze was, was number one contender. 
for this. And I'm thinking, well, all these girls are out here like, doing the fashion. And then it suddenly clicked because yeah. they're looking at, oh, I thought, oh, it's Tyler Breeze coming out. Yeah. Um, These intros are all, that, that was one of the, 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 uh, one of the great things about NXT mm. were the original intros and stuff, yeah. weren't they, as well, you know? Mm. Um, but I used to love is when he used to come down with the selfie stick and would go, you'd, yeah, it'd be up on the screen and at the uh, the camera. Um, yeah, and he lay on the apron ring with the selfie yeah. stick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But he uh, he was underrated, wasn't he? I think Certainly he always, was. yeah, he was a good guy for these blokes to come in and he'd always put on a good match against anyone. Well, it shows that, that he's back there now in the performance yeah. center doing that job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so they they mentioned that it was um it was supposed to be a triple threat match. And we get yeah. the first the first victim as, of the uh, NXT as an, park. as a as is another a podcast as I'm in part of. Yeah, this is the first mention of the most dangerous place yeah. on the planet. Yeah, which is the NXT parking lot. Yeah, yeah, the first <laughs> victim. I think Ida Atami was per, was the first victim of this cursed place. Uh, people turn up dead every now and then. Yeah, yeah. Well, the show is Rich Brennan, Corey Graves, and, and Byron Saxon. They give us the breaking. Day. There was a, a a sad event in the uh, in the in the car park earlier, and it showed a video. So she Enzo, Carmella, and Cass turning up, and then attention goes to Hideo Itami's on the floor next to his car being attended to. Yeah, and Kevin Owens sort of casually walks past and goes, "Oh, that's a that's a shame, isn't it?" And, uh, yeah, <laughs> but he was oh, he obviously he was legitimately injured because he was out for over a year. Yeah, after this, yes. um, it's interesting because again, it's sort it's of gonna... these these scenarios because he'd had quite a. I remember at, at WrestleMania that year, he was in the I think they had like a an NXT sort of tournament for a spot in the the Andre the Giant Battle yeah. Royal. And he turned mm. up in that. Um, so it's and then yeah, the injury. You kind of we get when we get to Finn Balor as well in a minute. You kind of think how things might have turned out differently if it wasn't for injuries. Injuries, yeah. With uh, with Finn, but yeah. So it's supposed to be a triple threat match, but the other time is out. So it's going to be Tyler Breeze against Finn Balor with the yeah yeah. Yeah, that's, I love these demon intros. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Tyler Breeze was absolutely magic during yeah. this. The look on his face, it was half disdain and half he was bricking himself. Mm. <laughs> Trying to hide it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he was, I mean, was Balor was like a bit of a cross between a, a dragon and a dinosaur kind of spiky yeah. back and... <laughs> Yeah, well, he's a demon. He can be whatever he likes. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. But this was, I think, this was the on the that um, takeover we covered last year was when he made his debut on yeah um, in takeover when he came out with the demon for the first time and it was him in Hideo against uh, Ascension. Mm-hmm. I think this was. I think this might have only been the second time he actually done the demon uh, in NXT. Yes. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, as I see, it was only like three weeks before he made his first entrance. So I would. I saw him uh, progress as the Joker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is another amazing character he did. Well, I was saying when he when he signed, I'd not really because again, I famously I know nothing about indie wrestling at all. Um, but I'd seen some of the progress stuff, and obviously that sort of thing mm-hmm. sort of takes your eye when people are doing these um, interesting entrances and cosplay sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, but obviously, when he when he debuted this in NXT, you're always kind of thinking, "Wow, what's this going to be like when he?" does it at wrestlemania or when he you know yeah um 
obviously did it this finally. year. Didn't he? Finally, we got finally we got to see it this year. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, this is a this is a, it's, it's going to be a good match and two really good wrestlers basically. Oh, it was. Mm. Um, and Tyler, um, yeah, Tyler Breeze always puts on a good match with with anyone. What surprised me is that there was a there was a lot of ground there was a lot of mat wrestling. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't all high flying, <laughs> bouncing all over the place. There was you know manipulation holds and arm bars and yeah, yeah. It was a Breeze, good wrestling match. Breeze got a fair amount of offense in as well because oh yeah. Now, as time went on, it was kind of the the demon was almost like invincible when he he wouldn't you know he would never he very rarely ever lose the demon if he ever lost at all. So mm. it was one of those things. Yeah. As time went on, it was always a bit like you get this thing when you got these wrestlers with split personalities. Well, when one of these splits personalities wins all the time, <laughs> you think, well, why don't you just be, yeah <laughs> yeah just be that bloke all the time? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's not like the yeah, like the fiend. Yeah, but then, yeah, yeah, but with the fiend, he even lost then, so I didn't yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I loved there was one bit where like uh, you have to take give credit to Breeze for taking it. it was the double foot stomp across the back? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that looked that looked vicious. <laughs> yeah, um, your back's not meant to bend that way. <laughs> no, no, and they did a bit with a turnbuckle, didn't they? So. Tyler yeah. Breeze spurs the turnbuckle and fingers mm. into it eventually. Um, and you get a couple of close calls for, for free counts. For Breeze with a super yeah. kick, he gets a close call there, but yeah, yeah. Um, but then Balor goes outside and then I think it's mm. Breeze he throws a fit on the in the ring when he doesn't get the yeah. free. And Balor's outside and That's he it, goes outside and Balor just appears from nowhere and uh, and takes him out. Yeah. Um, and then jumps no, off the uh, barrier. Fight, yeah. yeah, start fighting up the ramp and then it comes off of the uh, off the uh, staging and doesn't, yeah. which then obviously leads to getting back in the ring in coup de gras, one, two, three, all over. Yeah, I'm not sure what the ref did though, because he seemed to count to whether he didn't count the first one, because he seemed to count four, and the crowd already yeah. assumed he counted the first one when he got down. Yeah. So yeah. it seemed like a four count, just to make four sure. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's number one contender. But I mean, so I think Tyler Breeze, he then takeover after this, he wrestled Jushin Thunder Liger. Yeah. Um, and then not too far after this, he was called up. He didn't didn't really work his call up to the main roster, did it? It was as a singles guy. I think he called up in a feud no. with Dolph Ziggler to start off with. Yeah, they didn't. They he was one of those. There were so many of them from NXT at that time. Yeah, that they didn't exploit the full potential until, of course, they teamed him up with Fandango. Oh yeah, yeah, he was great then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the, with the Fashion Files and yeah, literally wrestling with a mop. They ended up coming back, didn't they, to NXT and then went mm. back to the kind of main roster yeah. afterwards. Um but it's funny how certain blokes it just doesn't it doesn't I mean it happened yeah, like you said it happened a lot. It yeah, back then, now. It doesn't people don't translate um to the main roster, whether that's no. due to to due to booking. They got other guys like Owens, what he was in the company for four or five months. And he won the title. They just, and then... they just, they just knew that. <laughs> just, you, know, you don't, oh, yeah. you do, you don't have John Cena say, "Hey, I want to wrestle him." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll get to him later on. But he's just magic when he at this point. Um, and they show Owens actually watching backstage, uh, and we see the man from one of the men from Game of Thrones sat next to Stephanie in the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and a bit of footage live shows, and then we're joined by the team of Emma and Dana Brooke. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, this crowd, though, mm. now, um, it showed the difference when they were doing the little, they did, between the Balor and Breeze match and the Emma match, uh, yeah. Emma, Brooke and Charlotte and Bay, uh, Bailey, they did a, they showed a bit where they've been touring. Mm. And how different the crowds were oh, yeah. on tour. Uh, they should go back on tour. They need to get out of that performance center and get back out on tour. Because obviously, I'm sure half of the problem with call-ups is, is that these guys and girls, they're only used to such a small environment, and they're being shipped all over the country. Yeah. And to react to different crowds. As I said, it was one of the big outstanding points. Sorry, take take you off the subject for a minute. No, 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 no. Uh, we, we, uh, we, we never do that on this show. You're right. Of, of, of backlash was the pop that EO Sky got. Yeah. Um basically watching her and Bianca switch roles because they realized mm. you know, <laughs> that the yeah. crowd were going with EO. Um there's obviously Triple H who was out the back with their wrestling acumen thought, oh, bugger it, we better send out the rest of, uh, yeah, with Bailey and uh, Dakota. Yeah. Otherwise, when Bianca wins, she's going to get booed with the way things are going at the moment. We have to remind the crowd who the, who the, the heel is. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is, I always used to think that they, when people did come up, they did. St- They'd struggled for mm. for a while because it was it was a it was a big even this is back in this this era of NXT yeah. where you had people um, they obviously they would tour but they wouldn't tour like as extensive as the main roster mm. but you they probably be, they they take the matches what at this point they were probably taping four shows in advance weren't they like yeah uh, and yeah. then doing like live stuff in between but they'd be practicing those matches day in day out. You know, and if something went wrong in the match, they just cut it and do it again. Whereas when you go up to the main roster, you're on Raw then every week. Yeah, you haven't probably haven't got the time to practice that match you're going to have on the on the Monday night. Whereas when you've been in NXT, you've been practicing with the same people continuously, um, and that was for like really good wrestlers, people like Becky Lynch and Sasha when they went out to the main roster. Yeah. Probably so when you compare that to people now that probably are novices, like a lot of the mm. guys in NXT are. I mean, Christ, they're going to struggle when they go up to the main roster, aren't they? Because, you know, they're they're really green and not used to wrestling in front of crowds at all. Yeah, that is very um, true. And that's probably why we don't get, I mean, was there, there wasn't that many. The it was that whole, called, there was a the whole slew were, of them this time. There's quite yeah, a lot. But a lot of them um, were expect, uh, so they called up the um, Kaylee Ray. Dead, and, yeah. Pretty yeah. deadly. Um, Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. All the experienced ones, yeah. the, the yeah. ones that they know are going to hit the hit the floor running. Yeah, yeah. Who've all wrestled in other places before, like, yeah. you know, coming into NXT. It. So it won't be so much of a shock to them. Um, but yeah, now, I think they've realised that's why they're bringing so many, so much, so many of the UK talents in. Yeah, uh, there's only so much you can do with somebody that was a hurdler. Yeah, who wants to start rolling around and being a wrestler. You know, yeah. you have to have a few experienced people in there to lead them on, to lead them along. Well, that was that was an issue in in this match, to be honest. Because if you look at it, the you've got, mm. I mean, Emma was one of the first, you know, when she she was one of the first well, NXT girls. Yeah. Um, and Dana, she'd only not long debuted before this, and she was, I think, she was a bodybuilder 
fitness model, wouldn't she, Dana yeah. Brooke? I thought the, the the commentary on this summed this one up perfectly is that they were calling Emma and Dana Brooke divas, but they yeah. didn't call Charlotte. No, 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 no. And Bailey divas. Well, yes, yeah, Emma had that run, didn't she, on the main roster to come back yeah. at this point and, and turn heel when she came back. But I used to really like Emma in NXT, the, mm-hmm. the whole silly dancing and the clumsiness and the, um, <laughs> and, um, and yeah, so they're taking on Charlotte and Bailey, who are friends at this point, but they were, I mean, Charlotte looks like a completely different person. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, she is. I mean, she is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we can rebuild her and they have. <laughs> but I mean, she was pretty muscly as well, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah. It was um, I think I don't know. I, I don't know whether it's because at this point she was still because I I can't really stand her <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> but I, in NXT, I don't know. It was more. It was. It was. She was more kind of likable, I think. But she, she's one of those wrestlers. People love Bailey. Mm-hmm. People love Becky Lynch. Yeah. People love Sasha Banks. Do people love Charlotte? Uh I would say admire more than love. Yeah. She's not one of these wrestlers that, but uh, there's no doubt that she's probably the best woman on the planet at the moment. Yeah. Wrestling wise. Yeah. <laughs> but but that's the thing. But it may be really because she is, you know, it's difficult when you see her in a match. Yeah. For it to be a believable contest because she is that's so it. bigger, stronger, <laughs> athletic. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. She's that much better than everybody else. Maybe that's why she doesn't get the kind of love that the other guys mm. do because they're more characters and more the, fallible. The real acid test will be when she comes up against Bianca, mm. probably either at SummerSlam or next WrestleMania. That should be a, that should be a great match. Because yeah, the last she... time, the last time Bianca wasn't as uh, seasoned and honed as she is now. No, and she, I mean, she matches up really well with Rhea Ripley, doesn't she? They always put on amazing yeah. matches. Mm. So it is one of those things where she that is that much bigger than similar with Bianca. And it is yeah. How do you make somebody believable to beat Bianca because she's bigger, <laughs> stronger, more athletic than? Yeah, they've they've uh, they've drafted two. Uh, the uh, tag teams from NXT, um, we used to call them on piece of business, the Lollipop Guild, because <laughs> they're about five foot standing on each other's shoulders. Yeah. Now, Bianca could take the pair of them and bench press the pair of them over yeah. their heads together. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's a challenge because, again, you have to keep her, because, like, in that match at Backlash, people were cheering on Yeah, weren't they? Yeah. Um. So keeping her as a as a face while she's so dominant is a is a challenge without people getting on their back and booing her. Mm-hmm. Um, it does help that she's really likable, yeah, like, inspirational <laughs> character. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, but even that's going to wear thin eventually, isn't it? It will. It will. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we'll say anyway. Back to the match. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's not much in the match, really, is there? Well, when Bailey whacked her head against that turnbuckle, yeah, oh, that looks a bit painful. Yeah. Yeah, oh. and you, could, you could tell this match was going to be so Bailey taking most of the punishment and Emma doing most yeah. of the work because Dana Brooke can't do a lot. Can't do it. No, um, and you're saying Charlotte's Charlotte really saved for the yeah. win, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, but Dana Brooke, she I mean, she wasn't in NXT for long, she moved up, but she's not really a fourth, 15 time 24 7 champion. champion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 10 of those in one night, I think it was. Yeah. That, so. yeah. <laughs> But she's, yeah, she's one of those women or police. She'll kind of be there mm. 
a bit like you know some other women in WWE who are just kind of there forever and don't really do much. Yeah. Um, but yes, I mean Charlotte, yeah, gets a shine and she looks she looks amazing. Um, and they end up, yeah, so she gets the uh, Emma in the, the figure four, figure eight. And Dana comes in to help, but Bailey takes her out, and then natural selection and Charlotte pins Emma. And they're all pals. Nice little hug and a strut afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I really liked Emma. Um, she's back now, isn't she? Again, she's not really. Yes. Yeah. With, uh, tagging with uh, Sonia Deville. Yeah. 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 So let me see. Um, We see that Sammy's appearance on Raw. Didn't well, he look yeah. well trimmed? He did, didn't he? He, he looked very young. Yeah, yeah. Look very, uh, my first comment on this is a young, well-trimmed Sammy. Yeah. It, was years, it was eight years ago. So yeah. I mean, um, I mean, don't, look, don't look like he's, he's even trimmed that bigger than eight years. No, 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 no. Uh, you'll be seeing me when he answered John Cena's open challenge, um, and that didn't go well. <laughs> we'll get to no. that in a bit, though. Yeah. So they mentioned that Motionless and White have done the theme. And Rhea Riff is a big and White. Are you a big Motionless and White fan, Glenn? Not particularly, no. No, 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 no. no. Uh, no. And then we see the new, the newest recruits of Performance Centre in the crowd. Now, I got three of these. So I, I, these Iconics. Yeah. And Alexander Wolf. Yeah. I, I couldn't work out the other guy was. I couldn't either. <laughs> no, that's all right. Good. No, I couldn't either. Who <laughs> no. was that? No, no. Somebody that obviously didn't make it. No, he didn't make it. No, 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 no. Uh, so, yeah, that was the, the... Oh, and um, Apollo Crews was there, wasn't he? Apollo Crews was at the end. Yeah. yeah. But he wasn't Apollo Crews yet. He was still... Um, what was it before? Uha Uha Nation, wasn't he before? Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> so, the Rhino... I, yes. I, I, I kind of forgot right it was in NXT for a... Yeah, yeah, he came back for a cup of coffee um, yeah. against Baron Corbin, which actually, as a, to quote Big E, yeah. this was two big meaty men slapping me. It was. You, Rhino can't, was... you, can't, you can't fault it. <laughs> no, Ryder looked a bit excessively meaty to what he normally looks yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. With a t-shirt on, wrestling in a t-shirt. Um, but I, I, I like Baron Corbin. Mm-hmm. I've got a soft spot for Baron Corbin. Um, and he was good. When he first debuted in NXT, when he was doing this thing where he's beating people in like 10, 15 seconds for, for months, so he used to get in the ring in a crowd with Kane. Yeah. Do the one. <laughs> See how long it took for him to yeah. win. Um, but yeah, he had, a, he had, it's strange since he went up to the main roster, obviously eventually, and it was, they kind of stopped and started and done gimmicks and not pushed him and de-pushed him and... <laughs> They don't really know, do they? Like now he's not it, doing anything again now, is he? Really? Yeah, yeah, he, he's just there being yeah. annoying. But I think he could be he could be so he can wrestle, can't he? He's putting a good match against oh, anybody, yeah. he's quite big. Yeah. Um but but yeah, this is a, a decent sort of five, six, seven minute match. Yep. Beating each other up. And you know, Rhino Corbin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, especially with Corbin countering the gore. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rhino who runs at him in a gore in a gore stance and Corbin just meets him with a stiff clothesline and takes yeah. him out of his boots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is probably a longer match for Corbin than he was than he was used to at the time. Yeah. They, um yeah, well, that's justifiable against yeah. EC EC dub legend. Yeah. But he's not long finished in TNA, I don't think at this point. He was in TNA for no. years as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um and he's um they teamed up as a tag team not long after this, weeks later. They did. The, the classic thing. Um 
but yeah, and, like he's got like his little, he almost like a, like a sad little belly, yeah, doesn't he? <laughs> like it's the way his stomach felt. <laughs> priest, like, little... <laughs> there's a priest in it. He's got a crease in his stomach. But they don't because they they he's always he's worn a t-shirt for like can they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wears a t-shirt now. He doesn't. Which is and they got they got rid of the hair as well, didn't they? Mm, so, yeah. but just let him be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> take the t-shirt off we want to see that belly let him be baron corbin and let him people up um yeah right let me see um we see kevin owens then on raw with cena and yeah go back yeah. and check out this is episode 85 uh me and simmy covered elimination chamber turns but like you said earlier i mean what a sign of how much they push this guy or how much they yeah. you know they believed in him that six months after debuting in nxt he's, he's facing up to john cena on raw mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they were great. That that run, Cena gets a lot of. He didn't get as much shit now as he used to get, did he, Cena? But that last uh-huh. little run he had when he was doing the open challenge for the U.S. title, he put on some. He wrestled yeah. like, he, like, mm. like Cesaro, Sami Zayn, Neville, loads of really good people. Um, so yeah, that, his last run, I think. He's not really been the Superman Cena for a long time, has he? No, no. He's, no. Uh, you know he loses when he comes back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, he's there to put people over there if he comes back. Yeah, yeah. That's all it is. His dodgy hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, they have a quick chat with Kevin Owens there backstage, and he's just amazing. Yeah, he's, his whole cadence, the way he talks. The guy is just gold. Yeah, yeah. So he talks about shocking the world when he turned up on Raw and taking Cena out, and mm. he's annoyed that Cena's yeah, trying to take yeah. credit for it. In, in uh, injuring Sammy when it was his uh, his work, but he's done Sammy. it, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 And um, the, yeah, he wanted to show the world that the NXT title is the number one belt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, and if Sammy shows up, he'd like be the last time anyone anyone. So yeah, right now, so Enzo, Cass, and Carmella. And yeah, <laughs> this is uh, this takes me back. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I didn't realize that Cass's real name. We should have had this on the minder and. Uh, wrestler name thing so his real name is william morrissey yes i didn't know that i, I thought that I, was just the name i did i did know that one yeah because <laughs> he went under that in um tna didn't he when he turned up yeah. in, in impact uh, but i thought that was just the name he'd yeah that's why that's, a good that, name. that's why he's been going around on the indies and everything as big bill yeah, 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 yeah. That's what he is in AEW now. He's big. I mean, that's not a gimmick. He's gonna <laughs> yeah. not, a, not a great gimmick, is it? Big Bill. No. Um, but that's a good. That's a good name, William Morrissey. Yeah. Um, and so looking at they were they were they were mates from a, an early age. Him and Cass and mm. started their next two thousand thirteen. But they were jobbers. I think they on their both their first appearance they got squashed by Mason Ryan individually. <laughs> <laughs> which is uh no great memories um and their first big feud with the, with the french there was a french tag team remember them sylvester lafort and uh another french guy and they oh, uh yeah but vaguely remember them yeah this was the very early days of uh yeah. NXT. um and then carmella had made her debut using a segment where they were they were at hairdressers it was in a bit of a, mm. a ruckus and she lost her job at the hairdressers because of Enzo and Cass and then she turned up a couple of weeks later NXT saying right you got me the sack so you need to get me a job now um as you uh, would as you would yeah I mean it's all, <laughs> very, all very realistic isn't it uh but um at that point so Blake and Murphy were tag champ trying to kind of gain the affections mm. of Carmella at the same time but she turned them down um and then there was a match between Carmella and Alexa Bliss on NXT, and they came down and then distracted Carmella, costing her the match. So 
so they weren't affiliated with Alexa Bliss quite yet. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't, I was looking at Enzo and Cass, they never won. In my head, they like, won a, t- a belt or something. Nothing. They didn't win no, anything. No, they no. didn't win. A, they didn't win any titles. No, and yet they were so over. I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I, I can remember them turning up after WrestleMania on Raw, but he interrupted mm. the Dudleys after the Dudleys yeah. come back. Um, but in my head, they've, yeah. they must have won something, but nothing. No, no. No. The only thing I can think, the only thing I can think of is the reason for that is the fact that Enzo is such an arsehole. Oh yeah, in yeah, real yeah. Life. Yeah, <laughs> that's what cost them the job eventually, it cost, Yeah, but it must have cost them a few titles along the way as well. Because hmm. they had, I, I don't know if it was after Renzo left, but Cass had like a run as a singles wrestler. And, yeah. um, I can remember when, I think it was when Owens won the world title on the, or the universal title on Raw. It was like a, a fatal four-way match for the vacant title. And it was, yeah. it was Owens, Rollins, someone else. And um, Big Cass. <laughs> Cast. And that was probably his best match he had. Yeah, probably, yeah. That's yeah. when people actually realised that he could wrestle. Yeah, because I mean, he's a beast, isn't he? I mean, Jesus. Yeah. He's one of those guys, you think, well, how didn't he? He's got everything that, you know, Vince would traditionally look for. Hmm. Um, but he obviously didn't didn't work in the end. And Enzo got, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, he had his demons as well. That was yeah, his problem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but Matthew, I wouldn't say the like, door's shut. I would not say that the door is shut on him at the moment. Because apparently he's he's clean and sober and everything and yeah, I know he's got a contract with AEW at the moment, but that doesn't seem to stop him if they want somebody. No, no, <laughs> and, he, and he's one of those guys who actually, you know, really doing any of any use in in AEW to be honest. No, um, but the, yeah, the tag champs at this time were were Blake and, and Murphy, so yeah, not it, and then <laughs> back to the classic NXT tag teams. They don't really, do they? They don't really stick in the memory. Like people like, you know, they, they beat Lucha Dragons. I used to love Lucha Dragons. Yeah. They're amazing, weren't they? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, they, yeah, they're no uh, Ascension or... Um, no. Bad, you're, or, yeah, you're, not, yeah. you're not as good as Ascension. Then, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, they lose the Vaudevillians uh, not long after they think, so... But, yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, we got FTR, well, um, the Revival, uh, Alpha Academy... Yeah. There were so many good tag teams in that, around yeah. NXT at that time. Which again um, goes to why NXT, why Enzo and Cass never actually won the won the tag titles because they were just better teams around. Uh, yeah. I th- yeah, I think yeah, with the revival and uh, yeah, Alpha Academy, Alpha Academy coming in, not Alpha Academy, so definitely American Alpha, definitely <laughs> American Alpha, yeah, American <laughs> Alpha coming yeah. in certainly put the final now in the coffin as far as they were going to yeah. get yeah. anything out of that. Anyway, yeah. in the match, yeah, shenanigans from Alexa Bliss and Blake and Murphy retain. Yeah. So anybody that who's this been listening to us the last 10 minutes would have worked out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, so yeah, she turns up at the end, didn't she? And that's, that was her yeah. kind of formal, like, joining up with Blake and Murphy. No, she uh, came out with them. Oh, did she? I was yeah. Um, I Corey Graves is a big fan of Carmella, you mentioned, which, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a foreshadowing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we see Eva Marie, Eva Marie's in the crowd, excitingly enough. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, right now we get uh, to the, and the, bloke, to the, good the bloke sitting yeah. next to her, trying to sit there, trying not to look <laughs> as smug as possible <laughs> that he's here with her. Yeah. <laughs> well, apparently she, I was looking at, and she had a match with Carmella not long after this. So that's probably kind of, you know, foreshadowing that 
legendary feud. Yeah. Um, right, now get to the good stuff now. Yes. So Becky versus Sasha. Becky versus Sasha. Um, you're on your own with this, bum. You didn't take any I notes. Sitting, I was sitting there yeah. watching the match and then thought, ah, so my note on this is this was so good. I was watching and forgot to take notes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you don't need us to go through all this, but just go and watch. Go and watch. The match. If you've not seen the match already, and you probably have. If you'd yeah. Yeah. This is amazing. This is Becky's first day outing as Steampunk. Yeah. Betty. First Becky. Proper, rather proper, than the, the, dance, yeah. the dancing Irish, mad Irish woman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, she was like that when she when she she started NXT like a year previous to this, and she was the river dancing kind of yeah yeah, which was a bit shit. Um, and she was teaming up with Bailey to help out against at that point the the mean girls team of Sasha and Charlotte. <laughs> but as they showed in the video, Charlotte kind of said to her like, "You're never going to get anywhere being nice." So she no. kind of turned on Bailey and joined up with um with Sasha. And that lasted for a few months until, uh, yeah, there's a fatal four-way match at the previous takeover, which in that match, that's when Sasha won the won the title. Won the title, yeah. But they kind of that the friendship broke down in that, and then um, they were kind of at each other's throats. Becky won a, a triple threat match to become number one contender in the time between that takeover and this takeover. But this was it probably. I mean, at the end, they see all this, like, you know, like Becky Lynch has arrived. And, but this is probably a, a first real sort of breakout yes. performance mm. in NXT. Oh, yeah. 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 You could see the Becky, yeah, what Becky Lynch has become in this match yeah. for the first time, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they both look amazing, don't yeah. they? Oh, yeah. 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 Um, the fans are split between the two. Because I think Sasha, I mean, she was a heel, but people used to cheer her. I think. Like in this period, uh, they just loved everybody, didn't they? The crap. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right, right. But it is, like you said, right, it is, it's right a, up it's until a, them, right up yeah. until she made Izzy cry. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Then the yeah. crowd turned on her completely. Yeah. But yeah. up to that point, it was a split crowd. But you think of a of, of you know to look at this sort of time period, you've got four of the best wrestlers, four of the best female wrestlers probably ever. Ever, yeah. You know, no, yeah, forward. we're not. Yeah, the, the women's rosters aren't where they are now without those four. Yeah. And I don't care what any of the ones before them say. Yeah. 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 No, yeah, you're right. This is, um, yeah. They I, were just, because he had that, this this sort of thing of Eva Marie and all those little blondes and brunettes. Uh, yeah. He was building another Divas. And then yeah. suddenly he got four wrestlers in there. And all the divas went, well, we don't want to be divas anymore. We want to be wrestlers too. Yeah. So it pushed everything up. It pushed the level of everybody up. It's the same yeah. sort of thing that uh, uh, the likes of Molly Holly and Alundra Blaze did in the first divas era. Yeah. They suddenly got a few girls that wanted to wrestle and it sort of elevated the level of everybody else. But Vince was still existing at that time to so still have the... the uh, Nightgown matches and bra and yeah. panty matches and all that sort of nonsense. It's funny how you get because if you look at like when when Trish died, she wasn't a wrestler at all. No, she was she, a she was a diva. And you still had a few that you know from the from the sort of two thousands diva period. Like yeah, by the time Nikki Bella was finished, she was a good a good wrestler. Yeah, it, when she started, she couldn't she, do anything. Could she? No. no, she couldn't. No, and even the same with people like um, I'm not a big fan, but like Michelle McCool became a decent wrestler. Yeah. Ish. Uh, um, uh, who else? Eve became not a bad wrestler. 
come the ends ish. Mm. <laughs> I'm yeah. reaching slightly. Um, yeah. yeah. Who else? Like Melina wasn't too bad. Melina was good. Melina was good. So there is that other yeah. route where they. Yeah. And, a lot of those, and they had to put up some shit as well, those girls. Yeah, they, they did, yeah. They weren't in a position like a lot of these were now, where they can say, actually, things are different. You know, yeah. we are, yeah. We can go somewhere else if you don't want to book us properly mm. or, you know, treat us properly. But if you look at the, the, I mean, who the first few divas to come from NXT would have been, like, Paige and, um, like we mentioned AJ. Emma. And AJ, AJ. Yeah. yeah, AJ and Caitlin. Um, so there was, yeah, they, 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 this was the, because it, it wasn't that long after this that they got called up and there's probably, it was after the next WrestleMania, they all, was, yeah, the three of them got called up and they barely all called up. A bit Bailey later, got, Bailey, yeah. Yeah. Bailey yeah. was left down there, which was actually, looking back on it, was a good move. Because mm, Bailey was still there when Asuka because, was there. And... Because Bailey, yeah, Bailey provided the bridge for Asuka yeah. to come in and elevate the next yeah, there was yeah. that little vacuum, and if they'd gone all four of them, there was nobody there to fill that vacuum until no. Asuka came in. Yeah, yeah. But what, I mean, what a time period, really. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, this match is great. So they're the <laughs> so so um Becca's finishing moves the the armbar on there, but but Sasha's yeah. tactic is to take out Becky's arm so she can't do the yeah she can't do a finishing move. No, that's right. Um, and it's, it's a realistic match, and it's hard-hitting match as well, which yeah. until you had this group, and even for like the guys like AJ and Caitlin that came through NXT, they were good characters, but you don't remember many classic matches, do you? No. No, no. no. They, they, were, they were more than the sort of bimbo divas of the 90s yeah. and 2000s. But AJ going around snogging everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ruled them. Yeah, yeah. But, but they weren't putting on Her matches. Matches like these guys, were they? No. Uh, the only one that she, the most decent match he had was with Paige. Yeah. When Paige won the title. Yeah. And that's because Paige was a good, solid, independent wrestler when she came in. Yeah. And that's the thing. These yeah. guys can only have as good matches as the opponents they've got, can't they? That's right. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so Sasha, yeah, so they, uh, Sasha's kind of in control for a lot of it, attacking Becky's arm. Sasha, Becky gets a few runs of offense, um, but Sasha kind of stays in control. She hit. She hit. Sasha with one really vicious exploder. Yeah, yeah. As they call and, it now. And it was just called a suplex at the back there yeah. at the time. But Sasha laid in a few of those knees in the corner to Becky yeah. as well, like into the head. Um but yeah, and uh so you get the so Becky ends up outside, Sasha flies through the ropes and Becky catches her and then drops her <laughs> yeah. on the drops her on the steps. Um and they uh Becky then gets back into the ring, tries to get to the top rope, but Sasha catches her mm-hmm. sort of on the top rope, then she pulls her down directly into yeah. the yeah. into the bank statement and um and wins and gets the win. It's a good what it must be 15, 16, 17 minutes. Yeah. Like. I you, I couldn't tell you a lot because I just sat here transfixed yeah. by it. That's it's the been the first time I've watched it actually since I watched it live. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they were these these kind of matches were commonplace at, at mm. the time, weren't they? Yeah. Um, which is nuts looking back now. And it's eight like eight years but ago. Feels like yeah. But as you say, we're going on from here to Beck, um, Sasha having an Iron Man match with Bailey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the cup the takeovers time. Yeah. Um, and at the end, the commentators put her over Becky like massively, and yeah. the crowd are all singing a song at the end. And she gets like a nice. It is like, yeah, she's kind of, she's arrived and she's yeah. a major player. But it still took a while, didn't it, really? Even when she got onto the main roster. Oh, yeah. Until she, 
you know, she it was one of those similar to yeah, but some wrestlers where you're like, you was... just need, need to turn heel, need to turn heel, need to turn. And they, they held off, they held well, off, they held off. It was Nia Jax that did it a big favor. Oh, yeah, 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 by smashing her face in. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, shoot punching her in the face. It's, uh, yeah. uh, that gave her an excuse to turn. But it's interesting, aren't it? Because I suppose that's one of the things that her, her character was always a bit of an underdog compared to like your Sashes and your Charlottes. Um, and then she turned and became the man and all that sort of thing, where she was against yeah. authority. And and now I don't really know what it's one of those kind of things. I mean, what is a because she's done everything now, hasn't she? Yeah. So and they seem the and they fresh? seem to be going that way with her at the moment. I don't know what to do with her. Yeah. Because no, there was that obviously there's going to be a, a feud with Trish. With Trish. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but well, it's, it's keeping I mean, her interested and keeping her yeah, kind of yeah. yeah. It probably keeps keeping her yeah, probably keeping it yeah, as you say, keeping it fresh for once uh, the titles are sorted out and everything, and then eventually once SummerSlam's out the way and she's going to a bit with Trish, Trish goes back off into uh, yeah the, the the diva oblivion that she came from, and yeah. then she then Becky can. Uh, Build towards WrestleMania, and then you'll either have Becky against Charlotte, or Becky against Bianca, or Becky against Rhea. That's a challenge with WrestleMania. That are, yeah, we need to get people that big, like with Becky yeah. and with Charlotte. It's keeping them in the storylines and keeping them doing something interesting mm. without them being yeah. champion. That's what Charlotte suffers with. I think right. is well, then she just goes away. She yeah. doesn't. You know, it comes back. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and yeah, so uh, right, so main event, um, and then yes. show the, the history. So, from the previous takeover, yeah. when Sammy and Kevin beat Sammy for the title, the fight forever chance, yeah, um, all, yeah, all of that. This wasn't that, this no. wasn't that match. This, <laughs> no, this wasn't, this was nowhere near that match. Well, they, they talk about it, but it, 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 he was injured, wasn't he? Sammy, yeah, yeah, and. Also, this was a means to an end. Yeah. I don't know. I'd imagine I, there would have been more to the match if he wasn't injured. Yeah. And it would have been I the same result. Yeah, probably the same. And yeah. also, I, I'm pretty sure that uh, this was just, this literally was just a placeholder just to uh, to get to the end. Yeah. As we'll say, yeah. as we'll say, we'll talk about in a sec. Yeah. Yeah, but it, yeah, they showed the, the the previous takeover when he won the title, and that match was basically just annihilated him, didn't he? Very yeah, much. and killed him with those power bombs, and they had to stop yeah. the match. Um, and Sammy went away for a while afterwards, whilst Kevin was on a bit of a reign of terror, bullying people in NXT and pushing uh, yeah. uh, Alex he Riley. Around. <laughs> he definitely, yeah, he definitely put him down more gently on the the ring apron this time. Oh yeah, than yeah. he did that last time. Yeah, because even I, I think you know, uh, I'm the hard and wizened looking at this sort of guy. Yeah, and even I went, ah, I think he's killed him now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is irresponsible. Because Sammy returned like uh, two weeks before this on that Raw in mm. Montreal. Yeah, but they they would have already done the the, the probably the four weeks TV leading up to the pay per view mm-hmm. yeah. in advance. So when he gets injured on that Raw, it's like, well, we've already got four weeks of TV booked mm. with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens being like the main storyline, and that's going to be in the, the pay per view. So they're <laughs> so a bit screwed. Go with it. Yeah, they're a bit screwed. Yeah, because apparently, so he did it in the. See, it's, it's, it's just, he just destroyed his shoulder, didn't he? But I think it, yeah, the story goes is when he did the, he sort of 
when he came, when Sammy came down, did the whole thing where he bangs his arm on the steps before he gets into yeah. the ring in his entrance. He just yeah, over his shoulder. It's like yeah, like I'm done pretty much. And he was out for six months after this. He was, he was. Um, it's a shame, but yeah, like you said, I don't think it would have affected the result. I think it's still no, because uh, yeah, you already had the number one contenders match to, to open the show anyway. So this yeah. was always going to be the blow off between Sammy and KO. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we, you know, KO after the buckle bomb, the nice soft one on onto the ring apron this time. Yeah, and he tried it. Keeps pummeling Sammy, then rolls him back into the room. Keeps on pummeling some more. So we get Regal out there. Yeah, sticks yeah. his fingers up his nose and <laughs> yeah. in his mouth. Yeah, and he does. yeah. Try and pulls him away. <laughs> but yeah. Shame on you, Mr. Regal. You should know that all you're going to get is a headbutt from KO. Yeah, you, can, yeah. you, know, you need to do more than just take him out by grabbing hold of his nose. Yeah. But, I think they tried to protect Sammy because he had a lot of, yeah. a lot of offense in the match, didn't he? he? didn't take a lot of... And then once he did, he took no. the, one, the one big bump, which wasn't as big as the no. last bump he took. The last one, right? yeah. And so, it was like, yeah, he's dead. He's dead then. So he didn't take, <laughs> yeah. didn't take a lot of punishment. So... Um, so yeah, Regal can't get him off. Regal, Regal gets a headbutt, he goes and gets a chair, then you're ready to kill him with the yeah. chair. And then uh, some yeah, scary yeah. music comes on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't so, even do it. No, it was different when he had yeah. the, the same entrance, the start of it, and then the, the actual music afterwards was a bit was a bit different to what his normal theme would go on and go on and be. But yeah, mm. Samoa Joe turns up. Yeah. Um in mean mood and nasty, as he Yeah, yeah, be. yeah. Yeah. Uh, he comes down and gets in Kevin's face, and he sort of teased in there a couple of times. They're gonna. Cause that was thing because Owens was like he was a it was a heel, but yeah, he was like a he was, he was kind of a cowardly heel. But he that was the <laughs> thing was like the the whole fight Owens fight thing, wasn't it? So you're thinking he's yeah. gonna he's just gonna stare. It's gonna, he's gonna get his face in Samoa Joe's uh, face, and they're gonna yeah, so he's, scrap. yeah let it back off, and yeah. then he run up to him again, and yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. <laughs> yeah. um, was a good moment, well, great moment. Ex- Yep, and they always finish with moments like that. These takeovers, don't they? You know, like when they the do. when the bug would come up in the corner, and you think, "Oh, that's the end of the show," and then something else would happen. Yeah, uh, <laughs> happen afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was it. Was um, yeah, that match wasn't because of the situation. It wasn't the, you know, as good as the the previous matches they've had. I don't think, but um, but no, it was uh, a good finish of the show. Or since, yeah, yeah. Right, it's, you think now, like, <laughs> it's it's strange, isn't it? Because they went through, they've been through periods, haven't they? When you think they're not really doing much. And I remember like around sort of before WrestleMania last year, mm-hmm. there was talk that their contracts would be up and they'd be off to pastures <laughs> new. And then obviously come WrestleMania last year, Owens ends up <laughs> with, still, with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. <laughs> in the, yeah. And then the, the, pre, the year after they're both headlined the first night and win the tag titles. So glad. amazing match. Yeah, I'm glad they stuck around because they are brilliant, aren't they? The pair of them. Oh, they are. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, don't, I doubt if there was any. Yeah. Uh, probably rumor put around by one of their agents just so we can have a bit more Maybe. money. Yeah. yeah, but I could always see Owens making it. But you always felt with yeah. Sammy, maybe because he's not as big and he's not. I think he's not quite as he's charismatic in a different way to Owens, uh, isn't he? Yeah. Sammy. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. nobody else. Nobody else could. Have done the feeling Usi. Oh yeah, yeah. That, the whole that thing was well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And we were. I can remember being when we had a little meet up in Leeds and, to watch the Rumble. And when he when he did turn, when he did hit Roman, like it was 
it was an amazing moment. Yeah. You know? And it does and it shows how strongly they feel about Sammy. They're quite happy to put up with him not going to Saudi. Yeah. 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 So, you know, for his own re- his own political yeah. and moral reasons, which is obvious. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, but he's yeah, and they're, oh, they're yeah. great. So yeah, right. So we we have to do the Dave Meltzer ratings, Glenn, and we'll see if your uh, opinions are the same as, as Dave Meltzer. Ready, so um, right, so Balor versus Breeze. Do you think? Uh, do you give that three and a half? So Dave give it two and three quarters. Hmm. Not far off. But then again, um, I'm I, I, I'm I'm a bit of a a demon mark. So. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the Bailey and Charlotte versus Emma and Dana Brooke. Um, I would say two or three quarters. Two. Huh. So, yeah. Ooh. I mean, uh, I suppose that's because it's the women. Maybe. I mean, you yeah, always mark yeah. down the women. Yeah. Uh, Corbin versus Rhino. One and a half. So you give that two stars. You like that? Oh. Uh, oh big, yeah. meat, big meaty men slapping meat. That's there you go. See? There you go. Um, the tag title match Blake and Murphy for Enzo and Cass. Well, if he gave. Rhino and Baron Corbin too. I say you give this two as well. Uh two and a quarter. Oh. So um Sasha and Becky. I know what I'd give it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're talking Meltzer here. Three and three quarters. Four stars again. Oh he did. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, it was bloody good. So, see, I would have yeah. given it four and a half, so yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. And then the main event, Sammy uh, and uh, three and a half. Bang on, three and a half, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Because um, so, um, he wouldn't take it, he wouldn't take into account the the uh, the Joe coming in at the end. He would yeah. have just base it on that match. Yeah, and I know that they, they were the first, they were the first ones to get an NXT five star match out of him. Yeah, and that yeah, was nowhere yeah. near that. So, but it was there was some weird. Well, the one got that ladder match got five stars, didn't it? Which had um, yeah. <laughs> People in that probably won't get yeah. mentioned very often, like <laughs> Lars Sullivan and Velveteen yeah. Jr. Like that. Yeah. That's been, that match was struck from the record forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. the long yeah. ladder match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, right, Glenn. So, do you want to tell the boys and girls where they can find you now? All those different yeah, places. Uh, well, it, it's not so much a different places. Um, no. It all lurks under the one umbrella now. I'm I'm a part of the a work in progress team. With Brent and the mayor. Um, on Tuesdays, listen to the mayor of superstars where we review, um, obviously, superstars from we were on 1993, I think, at the moment with superstars. We're also doing a cover of um, Saturday night, WCW Saturday night, or alternate weeks from the mayor of superstars, just to keep the parity going of. Uh, the same rubbish with the same joppers <laughs> on WCW and WWF. Um, Wednesday's Warring with Attitude drops. This is where Brett and I have gone back right through from the very first Raw of 1997. Uh, we go right through, including all the pay-per-views to the end of the year. So basically, when the Attitude era started. Yeah. And this, at the moment, we're only... One episode in, and it it dropped on uh, today as well. But it could drop on Wednesdays, Thursdays, or Fridays, depending on when Brent feels like doing it. Yeah, and that's a little sort of the mini series of an American that came in watching NXT UK. So towards the end of it, we're going back and watching all the Heritage Cup matches right from the beginning. 
Last week, we covered the first round and quarterfinals of the uh, qualifying tournament. This week, we're covering the semifinals and final, and I won't spoil it in saying who won. And then from there on, we're just going to be going through reviewing two or three, depending on how long they are each week. It's only a 20-minute little thing just to, uh, in case people don't get enough of us. Yeah, 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 just in case. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Just in case. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, mate, it's great to see you uh, back out there and on everything. And uh, <laughs> we can't get too much, Lena, but it's not <laughs> possible. You. It's not possible. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so in a minute, we'll, we'll find out what Glenn's choice of uh, song to play us out with, um, uh, a favourite theme tune from a TV show of, of Glenn's. Next week on the show, I'm joined by uh, Ben from Rantomeister. Um, and we are talking about the first ever AEW review, uh, Double or Nothing, 2019. is four years old. Around about next week, um, <clears throat> and that's uh, the the main event. Of that is the the Cody versus Dustin match, which I think there's quite a lot of blood in that match. I remember rightly. Mm. Uh, Jericho versus Omega, Young Bucks versus Lucha Brothers. Um, there's a few battle royals and other bits of bobs. I can that remember that was bad. one. That was all right. It was decent because it was on. <laughs> um, you could like pay for it on ITV, couldn't you? Yeah, was the first one they did. Because I remember watching yeah. the the pre-show buy-in thing on ITV4. It was on ITV4. Uh, but it's a good, it's a good pay-per-view and the show will be amazing because you know, of course it will. Uh, and then upcoming week. So after that, the, the week after that, we are doing, uh, Morty Jr. is joining me to talk about Payback 2014. Now, that doesn't sound like a very memorable pay-per-view, does it? Payback 2014. Well, it wasn't, um, <clears throat> but it does feature, um, the Shield versus Evolution triple threat match and not in a, in a six man tag match. Um, yeah. Which is a good match, if I remember rightly. It better be, because that's the only reason I'm watching it. Uh, the week after that, it's One Night Stand 2007 with uh, Matty, was Matty Willis, Matty something else that I can't remember from Good Cop, Bad Cop. Uh, I can't remember what's on that show. It must be something to do with Jeff Hardy, because I know Matt's a big fan of uh, of Jeff Hardy. And then the week after that is King of the Ring 1993, which was, I think that was a year Mabel. <laughs> Mabel, King Mabel. Yeah, yeah. And you can blame Mark Fox, Grapple Arcade for that because he picked it. So that's upcoming events. Uh, thank you very much, guys, for supporting the show. Go and check out the playlist. Uh, subscribe, give nice reviews, do all that shit. And um, we'll leave it to Glenn to now to finish off and tell us what we're going to be playing out with. I'm going back in time, as, a, <laughs> as, as you would do, um, to a time when BBC... Still had cricket on the TV. Oh, now I'm going to ask for Soul Limbo. Oh, very nice. The Test Match special theme tune. Very nice. I'll definitely be adding that to the playlist because that's one of my favourites as well. Uh, so we'll finish off with that. And yeah, thank you, Glenn. Thank you, everybody. And uh, bye-bye. thank you. Bye-bye.